Intro to X. This podcast is out there. I am FBI Director Robin, and I'm joined by my special agents, Tammy, Claire, Brad, and uh, we also have uh, a couple of guests with us here today, our 100 Facebook group members, Heath Woo. and Angela. Woo. Hello. Welcome. Howdy. I was before 100, to be oh, fair. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have to hang up on you. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> hey, we are thrilled. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah, so the the whole 100th, 100th Facebook group member is uh, a very uh, spacey and power grab. You not only get to pick your um, uh, episode you want to do, you also get to say, hey, I'm bringing my wife on nanny nanny poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> I think those were Heath's exact words as well. <laughs> I don't recall it that way, but it, just, <laughs> it sounds like you. <laughs> so, uh, what part of what part did X Files have in uh, bringing you two together? Uh, well, actually, no, not X Files. Uh, no. we, we were brought together by um, by Star Star Wars novels. Yes. Ooh. Funnily enough, but no, X Files. Actually, we are both sort of newbies to X Files. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. We like I, I like watched a few episodes here and there. Like I'm sure everybody at least caught a couple of episodes during the first run, but I never really watched it religiously um, or a religiously. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I never really kept up with it regularly, and you know, I just I was aware of it, thought it sounded pretty cool, but I was so stuck into the Whedon verse that I just did not have time for another show. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the time that I was watching it, it was on, I was more watching things like. Adventures of Lois and Clark and <laughs> Star Trek TNG. Yeah, yeah. I had friends who were into it though. <laughs> so you're you're both watching it um, for the first time then. We are. We've been sort of. Yeah, we've been watching episodes uh, so we can keep up with uh, with your podcast. So yep. awesome. Awesome. Yay! As you all should. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening <laughs> and not listening should. All right, well, the X-File we're opening today is for Season 2, Episode 2, The Host, an episode that I don't know about you guys, but really left a bad taste in my mouth. (laughs) It was a crappy episode. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of of shit jokes, this this podcast. I can can guarantee that. I can't. Same as usual, Robin. (laughs) I apologize. All right, so um, we have our 60-second plot summary here, and uh, let's see. Let me get the randomizer out. Now, if it actually picks guest, you two will have to fight to the death over who gets to not do it. Oh, my God, I hope it picks guest. (laughs) All right, here we go. The suspense is killing me. Oh, it's Tammy! Oh, Yay! <laughs> I'm really wanting a fight, but okay. <laughs> Heath, did you just say a relief? Yes. <laughs> I was actually getting nervous trying to think of how to cram this into a minute. So, <laughs> all right, I got the watch ready, and right. three, two, one, go. Lots of grossness in this episode, guys. Toilets <laughs> overflowing, people jumping into dirty water and sewers. Uh, there is some kind of fluke monster or fluke man or something. Um, I pretty much zoned out at one point and just thought I was watching the episode Go Fish uh, and was hoping Xander would show up naked. So 
Uh, oh, yeah. oh, and then there were like five different endings where like there were five different points where I thought the show was going to end and then it didn't. And we got another uh, of one of X-Files famous. Hey, the monster's dead, but he's not dead. But is he dead? No, he's not. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> 41 seconds. Nice. Oh. 41 seconds more Hold than it needed. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can uh, predict what Tammy's rating might be this week. <laughs> so, um, Xander actually wasn't naked in Go Fish, right? He had his Speedo on, right? <laughs> <It's mine. laughs> so, so, you like guys in Speedos, do you? No, in my mind, he was naked. That's all. Oh, okay. Do you usually <laughs> picture guys naked that are in Speedos? It's preferable, yeah, than people being in Speedos, because that's yeah, gross. Speedos are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, wink. Um, <laughs> Robin, are you recording this podcast in Speedos? <laughs> <Be honest>. uh, <laughs> let me put my webcam on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right, Claire, uh, you do predictions on the DVD menu screen. <laughs> what did you see on the DVD menu screen this week? Oh, in the next installment of Claire versus the DVD menu people. <laughs> I put the DVD on. Menu pops up for this episode. And as my note says, is that Meg Ryan post-plastic surgery? <laughs> because there's a picture of a giant monster with a big trout pout with teeth mouth. So they pretty much put the monster. So I was like, oh, okay, so it's going to be this monster. Fair enough. You know, that's the episode. But then when I put the um, subtitles on and I went on that menu screen, there was our old friend, man, standing in front of screens again. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man standing in front of screens might be in this episode. Spoilers, he's not. <laughs> I still don't know what episode this guy's from. Where is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, great. Um, well, um, this episode was directed by Daniel Sackheim, who directed the previous classics, Deep Throat, and Conduit. <laughs> Woo! And, of course, written by our friend Chris Carter. All right, so we're in the Atlantic Ocean in a ship uh, two miles off the coast of New Jersey. And um, <laughs> toilets are overflowing. There's uh, lots of disgusting stuff going on. For a and... second, I was excited that Toombs was going to pop his head out of that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> And poor Dimitri has got a real shitty job to do. Um, <laughs> the tanks are blocked, and he's got to be the one that climbs in um, and unblocks the tanks. Because I love, he's... I lo sorry, I love that they gave him the most generic Russian name ever. <laughs> Russian. <laughs> he's called Dimitri. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Actually, the other guy that that the the heavier set guy, Boris? the the actor, <laughs> yeah, the actor's name is Dimitri, so it's kind of funny. Oh. Um, you know, th this I was excited because this is pretty much the exact same opening to the Baywatch Nights episode, The Rig. It is. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So <laughs> he climbs in and immediately gets pulled under, and. Uh, then the uh, other guy decides now is the time to flush the tanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not flush them before before the poor guy has to go in there? Because he really we hates see... Dimitri. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking I we were going to see like... Dimitri's body. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Tammy, go. No, I was just going to say that's got to be like the worst way to die is drowning in toilet water. <gasps> yeah. And I, I was surprised it, it cut to credits before we saw Dimitri's body. I thought we would for some reason. Mm -hmm. So... 
we're back at the Longstreet Motel, and uh, Mulder's still on his wiretap. And um, so these two agents come in and relieve Mulder. Um, Can we and... talk about his really gross desk? <laughs> yes, <laughs> go ahead. the gross, grossest thing in the episode, I'm sorry. Yes, by far. So horrible. Mulder, <laughs> what are you doing? There's like cans of drink, and they're all overflowing onto his desk. And there's saliva-riddled... <laughs> Shells of seeds everywhere, and oh my god, it was just so uh, gross. Isn't that how desks are supposed to be? Yeah, I'm no. in the middle. I'm in the middle of, uh, of finals for my last year of grad school, and I'm just looking at my desk right now, and I'm like, you know, his desk wasn't so bad. <laughs> are, are you major? Are you majoring in hoarding? What's happening? <laughs> I have a little desk Hoover for my desk at work. My desk is very tidy. You have a desk hoover? Yeah, to like get rid of dirt and dust and stuff hmm. on my keyboard. Um, so he hands his sunflower seeds over to the other agent to take over and says, treat yourself. Which <laughs> immediately I was like, I yes. need to <laughs> make a stupid photo about this. And it's in the group, so. <laughs> it's fine. It's Mulder's finally got decent hair. Yeah. Yeah. I put in my time. notes, skipping ahead, as I like to do, <sighs> I put in my notes that Mulder looked really good at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hello, Mulder. Well, first season hair is always bad. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Like in any show, first season hair, pilot hair is the worst, <laughs> and first season hair is really bad. It's not until second season that you actually get some good hairstylist. <laughs> Buffy's or hair have... went back and forth, I think. Throughout yeah. Buffy. yeah. Mm. And then you have Some shows like Castle, Castle, where Beckett in the first season has like 13 hairstyles. In one episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think Mulder's just kind of lost the product and is going yeah. natural. His hair does still look a bit a bit mannequin-like. Mm. <laughs> He's too busy moping to put in hair product. Yeah. I, I miss the sad beard, though. <laughs> yeah, he does have a... existential stubble. He does, yeah. On the park bench scene, it really pops. He's he's like, yeah, existential <laughs> crisis stubble, man. <laughs> he's surprised that Skinner requested him, um, and so he goes to uh, New Jersey and meets up with uh, Detective Norman and gets some boots and is brought by the police down into the sewer to find Dimitri's body. And uh, he's just immediately pissed off and heads back to D.C. <laughs> okay, yeah. I know he's upset, but why did he even go if all he was going to do was like, yep, that's a dead body. See y'all later. Yeah. I mean, I know he's, a, he's, he's an asshole and a bitch, but <laughs> like, there is a dead body to investigate. Yeah. Like, I know you don't get to play aliens this week, but... <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like maybe still investigate a dead body is better than sitting in your hoarder room uh, listening <laughs> to phone conversations. Yeah. yeah. At least do the amount of investigating that uh, of investigating that the kids in Stand By Me do. Just poke the thing with a stick. <laughs> at least. Do something. <laughs> yeah. Mopey Mulder oh, in I this episode pissed me off so much. <laughs> because he... Like, yeah, I don't care that there's a dead body. If it's not aliens, I literally don't care about anything. Mm -hmm. And he could have just turned over the thing and said, oh, there's a creepy tattoo. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was weird because any other episode of X-Files, we knew that it didn't have anything to do with aliens. But he always thought it had something to do with aliens. So why mm -hmm. not this yeah. time? Mm. He's just in a bad mood. Um, so... His product and his scully. <laughs> <laughs> 
He kind of makes an ass out of himself by barging into Skinner's office and not realizing he's in a meeting. And uh, Skinner makes him explain to the class why he thinks this whole thing is a waste of his time. So good. Yeah. And Skinner was giving Mulder some weird looks when Mulder was talking, and I've got a theory. Hmm. Can I say my theory now, or should I save it for later? I'm sorry, did you want to skip ahead? Um, yeah. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, later, when, like, Mulder is talking to Skinner... um, During that conversation I was going to tell you about when you could have brought this up. Go ahead. Yeah, but I think that (laughs) Skinner... I'm just going to ignore you. I think Skinner is the friend in the FBI. And Skinner knew that there was something a bit dodge about this case. And that's why he sent Mulder on it. But he's playing... The, the kind of hardball with him, but he's actually on Mulder's side. That's what I think. Yeah, later on he says something to the terms of um, everyone has their own orders to follow yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and and it was giving him shady looks. So I was watching Skinner very closely in this scene the second time I watched it and I was like, mm, yeah. The voice didn't seem quite right though for the guy that was talking. So I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sold on that. I definitely think Skinner is more on Mulder's side than Mulder realizes, but I'm, I'm not sure that he's the friend, but we'll see. Well, maybe the guy on the phone is not the friend. He's just saying, you have a friend. It's yeah. not me. But... Like... <laughs> Skinner's like, your friend. <laughs> Skinner's like, Joe, come here. I need you to make a phone call for me. Now be, be as creepy and obscure as you can and, and, and read these lines for me. <laughs> I think Skinner is just oblivious and useless and pushing pencils and whatnot. I like mm-hmm. Skinner in this episode. Oh, plus the scene head. <laughs> kind of put me on his side. Um, yeah, he, he tells him that his work in the X-Files is over and he's just going to have to do what he's told. And uh, Mulder is uh, sitting over at him in Deep Throat's old spot. <laughs> just kind of being and on then, his own. And then a clown appears behind a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the amount of times sewers pop up, I was thinking, <laughs> Pennywise, Pennywise! <laughs> exactly. I don't know if Pennywise is done with these guys yet. I'm just saying. That would be way too season one, though. <laughs> I think maybe he's, he's, like, backed off a bit, but he's still keeping an eye on them. Guys, I think you're missing. I, last season was Pennywise. I think clearly, as we discussed with the first episode, clearly this one is all about leprechauns. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, there was one of those Leprechaun movies where he was hiding in a sewer. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it might be Leprechauns <laughs> in the hood. I <laughs> and so, yeah, Mulder's sitting there on the park bench, and all of a sudden we get this movement, quick movement in front of a camera, and somebody's sitting down, and it's Scully. And uh, this is just one of the many ways we uh, we want to try to hide her pregnancy because she is very, very pregnant at this point. I was going to say, it wasn't just Scully sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it's kind of fun to watch this and just kind of see all the different ways they hide her pregnancy. Mostly it's sitting and headshots, but um, there's other stuff. Um, Standing behind an autopsy table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the my favorite of pregnancy. My favorite is when she leans out into the hallway holding the tabloid and the tabloid newspaper just totally covering up her midsection. <laughs> just like opened right up and everything. Um, so yeah, Mulder warns her that he's having violent impulses, and she yeah, assures him. Yeah, what was that all about? <laughs> he's pissed. Um, she assures okay. him that she's armed, <laughs> okay. 
and uh, so Mulder's thinking of leaving, and she tells him she he should just come down to Quantico, work with her, you know, in his own department. And he says that they don't they don't want them them, them working together, and uh, so she offers to do the autopsy instead, just to help. One of my favorite quotes in this episode. Here in a, in a moment of deep thoughts by Fox Mulder, it's hard to smile through it sometimes when they ask you to bend down and grab your ankles. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so as we open the autopsy, I, I love the um, just because this is like, you know, we, you've never really seen this shit on television before. So there's like the scary music going on. As as the you know we see the grossness of the opened chest and everything. Yeah, Blah. I so. love that that um, body looked suitably grimy. Mm. Yeah, I love I love autopsy scenes. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by them. <laughs> this one wasn't. I don't think it was that good, but I like that the it did look like it had been in the sewers for a while. Yeah, like she goes to clip the ribs, and that's completely off camera. You hear the sound of the ribs being clipped, but you know it doesn't get that detailed. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, her belly is being blocked by the examination table. Uh, yeah, so uh, John Doe number uh, 101356, Chris Carter's birthday. And uh, uh, case number DP112148, Dory Pearson, Chris Carter's wife, and her birthday. Ugh. <laughs> Ouch. Enough, Chris Carter, enough. Scully sees, sees that they he has a tattoo and opens him up and then finds a small gray little wormy <laughs> crawling around in his liver. <laughs> so All right, that was hilarious. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> there were so many the way, things that was funny. <laughs> the little worm popped its head out and then kind of popped yeah. its head back as if to go, oh no. <laughs> First it looked really inappropriate and the 12 year old and me giggled really hard and then <laughs> she just that doesn't belong like, there <laughs> I was just thinking... like where was she cutting um, and then uh, and then like the look of glee on her face when she was going to grab it <laughs> <laughs> and it saw its shadow so it's going to be an early spring um... <laughs> yeah. yeah I think she was so gleeful because she was like yes I can break Mulder out of this annoying depression finally yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and she like super scientifically. Oh, look, there's some possibly weird alien. Th- I'm just gonna grab it and yank it out of there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um. So we go to Newark, and uh, some sanitation workers are headed underground to remove a branch uh, that's blocking up the works. And this poor guy, Craig, <laughs> um, goes on down to pull this thing out, and um. And then gets pulled under. Ah! <laughs> and then his uh, his coworker, his coworker rescues him and sees that his back was bitten. I mean, is it now that we need to talk about how disgusting this whole sewer thing is? I mean, is, is there no way to get that branch out except to climb down in there? Like, way out. I mean. Like just anything, any sort of any tool with a hook, just hold the branch out. Like, well, he said if you have to climb needed... down into that water, fuck, just fuck it. No, no, cannot. Said... I don't care if you're wearing boots. I don't care if you're wearing weirdo suspenders. I fuck it. No, not never, never. 
I think they were going to have to fix the the grading though too, because he called for like some some high grade wire or something. Yeah. Build a new sewer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> too late. That one's broke. Get a new one. I kept thinking, yeah, they're down there, and then like you know, the Ninja Turtles walk by, <laughs> and then Vincent, and then the Phantom what? of the Opera, and Vincent. <laughs> You know, props to them, though, for showing sewers realistically. Whenever we get sewers in TV, they're so clean and like, well-lit. Like, uh, like whenever and... Angel's running around in the sewer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, you know, the sewer is... I, I think I'd rather take the sewer than the street. Um, it looks nice. <laughs> well, LA keeps their sewers pretty polished up, so there's not a lot of refuse there. <laughs> not whereas, like New Jersey. Whereas the streets of LA are populated entirely by people weeping and sobbing and waiting for a hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what bothered me probably the most was the fact that they're not wearing gloves at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just climbing up and down that ladder. Like they are putting their hands where other people have stepped and just... That, that, uh, but once you're in that water, it's seeping in. They're not wearing, like, full body suits. Like, I mean, you'd have to get me fucking in an astronaut's outfit to sit down and parts are sealed. There's no way. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, he might as well just go in nude. It does not matter. It's over. Yeah. It's over. One small poop for man. One giant deuce for mankind. <laughs> Um, so we're at, uh, Middlesex County Hospital. Um, Craig is fine. Apparently Anita Budahas has gotten a new job here as, uh, a new identity as Dr. Zinzola. But bitch still can't dress herself. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I noted worst, that she's... Worst doctor ever. Yeah. She's just like, uh, you know, man up, here's some chewing gum. Oh, by the way, I'm not even going to put a dressing on your gigantic wound. <laughs> Oh, a gigantic wound might be a bacterial infection. What the hell? Mm-hmm. How I does think a bacteria? It's not. Did it's have a dressing wound. on it. Yeah, no, it she did because when he went like... home, there wasn't a dressing on it. Well, he might have. But, there should be a dressing she, on it she, until it's healed. She peeled it back to show molder. So there, at one point, but, there was one. Oh, okay. Well, I still don't forget that. Loki. So Loki. I think so, Loki is going to be the mastermind behind the whole of Exile. <laughs> I'm going to try and write it into Avengers continuity. <laughs> if I had Craig's experience on the job, I would be done with that job by now. I mean, he has experienced snakes and even been attacked by an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's into that. That's just kind of dude he is he even says like it bit him like it had a, a hell of a grip on it or something like that it's like <laughs> i would not go back down there no not at all it's fast food work time it, I, anything <laughs> oh i have to say on this um when Mulder is talking to the doctor and she's like your fbi is there anything i should know and he's like i don't know maybe you can tell me pointedly looks at his watch oh yeah that is oh. the worst acting choice in this episode, I have to say. As soon as he did that, I was like, yes, we fucking get it. <laughs> we get it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so, <laughs> damn you guys for pointing this shit out to me, and now I'm on the case. <laughs> I have to go back to think. To, I have to just, like, keep... Like a meditation, like David Duchovny is flawless. David Duchovny is flawless. <laughs> um, so Scully calls Headshot, 
and uh, she found that uh, <laughs> found something in the first victim, and you know he should check it out. Blah blah blah. But then Mulder gets this other call, uh, what you guys were talking from, about before. Yeah, the call that's from Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I referred to him as in my notes. I was like, Dr. Claw. And then I wanted him to like be stroking a cat and be like, I'll get you next time, Mulder. Next time. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are all newbies because um, I, and I'm really hoping that in the feedback, nobody actually gives away who this person is or even what, a, what the character's name is. All you know is this is a voice on the phone. <laughs> it's a very familiar sounding voice. Throats, res- I just assume it's like his uh, replacement for the show. Mm-hmm. No. I recognize the voice. I'm sure it sounded very familiar, but I can't place it. Um, um, it was intended to be a woman, the character. And uh, this actress, Natalia Nogulich, uh, was cast. She apparently is in a lot of stuff. She is an admiral on several episodes of uh, Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Um, character name was Dimitri for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, when the character was changed, her voice was overdubbed um, with the next actor that was cast, which is not a woman, obviously. So, yeah. Um, So we're at Quantico. (laughs) (laughs) We're at Quantico and Scully is sitting in her big lab coat. Um, (laughs) Hands Mulder a uh, jar with a uh, fluke or a flatworm. And I have to say here, this is where my notes, when they were talking about flatworms, this is where my notes say, gross, 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 <laughs> gross, gross. I will say, he called it when he saw the um, bite mark. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, yeah, that looks like, a, what did he call it? He didn't say fluke. Uh, I said some sort of planaria or giant worm. Uh-huh. Um, but again, I was just, but we had already seen like a tail at that point. Oh, true. But... You know, I, but then yeah, the... why there was a tail because the, later it clearly has feet. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the the babies, I guess yeah. they 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 get their feet as they grow up. They're like tadpoles. <laughs> we'll uh, get to the feet later. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the, uh, so uh, these fluke worms are tubularian. They have a scolex, which is like a mouth of four fangs, although they really don't. Tapeworms do, but tape man doesn't sound very cool, does it? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, nitpicker's guide, damn you. Uh, <laughs> Mulder, Mulder shows her the photo of the big bite mark, which she immediately laughs at because flukes don't get that big. And they, they're all of a sudden like, oh, it feels like old times. Well, they do, like they do sometimes, but it's a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that fluke was pretty fucking big. Like, it was huge. Yeah. Mm. I would have I freaked out with that fluke. Because <laughs> she made it seem like, oh, this is nothing. This is a little teeny guy. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not teeny at all. That's really big. It's filling up your jar. That's gross. <laughs> Yeah, but it wouldn't make a bite mark that big. Like she looks uh, at that picture and laughs. <laughs> but it's already. But if it's already eight hundred times the normal size, I mean, what's I to stop to, it from growing yeah. more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she says fluke worms are parasites, not not like predators. And uh, Mulder asks her not to talk to other people about getting his old job back. And she says she's. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at poor Craig's apartment. He's uh, gargling with toothpaste. <laughs> oh, so gross. And then well. he spits up blood. Right. 
You spit up blood. What's the first thing you do? You don't go, oh, I'm just going to carry on with my shower. You go to the freaking hospital. <laughs> and another nitpick. The thing appears out of his mouth, okay? Mm-hmm. It started in his back because that was where he was bitten. And that's where the eggs went in. So yeah. it's had to have traveled through there. And therefore, it's had to have traveled like up his esophagus. And it, I don't know how oh, it got into his up. esophagus. <laughs> but wouldn't he have had some chest pain or pain in his back or anything? That was all off screen. Mm, rubbish. <laughs> and then why he didn't he feel the need to like, eat the toothpaste? He had a lot of toothpaste. Yeah, because he couldn't get the taste out of his mouth. Well, well I think it makes it—it it makes it seem like it was like living in his tongue or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was feeding on his liver, so maybe he was getting like that bile back of the throat thing going on. It's uh, even worse. Uh, Can um, we not talk about this episode anymore? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, just wait. Anyway, <laughs> in the shower, he vomits up a fluke worm. So Chris Carter had to fight with Fox to get this uh, get this shot in there. He said that he told them losing this shot would ruin the episode. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> producer James Wong described it as the grossest piece of television ever put on the air. Not really. I it's was yeah, I, I was thinking, whoa, holy cow, that's a that's a big statement. I can't think of anything before the X Files, like pre X Files, that's that nasty. But mm. I don't know. We'll quiz the listeners, I guess. Um, so at the Newark County Sewage Processing Plant, Mulder is getting a tour of the plant by Beardy. Uh, I, right, Ray. So, I have his name as, as Glasses McBeardy in my notes. That's awesome. <laughs> I worked out, like, I was trying to listen for his name the second time, and I worked out it was Ray. I, yeah, it is Ray. I freaking love this character. Yeah. But I was trying to think, who did this character remind me of, like, the way he looked? And I realized he reminded me, and I'm not going to spoil the film, but he reminded me of the sheriff out of Return to Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> and I know Brad knows who I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Don't you think? He looked just like the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. And so I got the giggles after that every time he was on screen. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Mulder is getting a tour. Ray tells him that the older parts of the sewer are huge, like catacombs, and that's how Angel gets around. But the newer ones are (laughs) 24-inch pipes. And Mulder shows him the jar, and Ray's like, whatever. Seen worse. (laughs) (laughs) Downstairs. Why is anyone anyone in this field of work? (laughs) Oh, that giant worm? No, that's nothing. (laughs) And I love though. I think they were almost trying too hard to make him likable. The line five hundred and sixty thousand people a day call my office. Like <laughs> that's the most folksy, cheery line for the guy that runs the sewage treatment plant. It's like okay, like this guy, like him. <laughs> oh, I well, love we do. It, it works. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like him. <laughs> I don't trust him. <laughs> Downstairs, poor old Charlie's having a smoke, and uh, he's been around since the beginning of time. Um, and he spots something swimming around. He freaks out and calls Ray. So Mulder and Ray run down, and Charlie backflushes the system and captures this creature in a pipe. And we finally get our first close-up look at the Fluke Man. This, this is where this episode went completely and utterly bonkers, <laughs> and I loved, I loved it because. 
they're just looking at this thing in the tank. No one looks scared. They just look like kind of like, ooh, that's weird. It's a giant <laughs> freaking tapeworm man. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the episode, no one is freaked out by this thing. Like, the... They're just like, oh, that's big. Um, It's not just that it's big. It's a freaking tapeworm man. <laughs> it's a fucking monster in yeah. front of you. It's the most awesome monster yeah. we've seen on this oh, show yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's the creature like, from the this... pale, squishy lagoon, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it just went. Uh, the rest of this episode, I was laughing my ass off at every single moment. I just loved it <laughs> so much. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let me read you all the trivia I have here. Um, the Fluke Man, also known affectionately as Flukey by the cast and crew, <laughs> was uh, portrayed by Darren Morgan, who is the brother of executive producer Glenn Morgan. Wow. <laughs> yep. Brother, I got a job for you. Um, so this Fluke Man suit uh, included flipper-like feet, Yellow contact lenses and fake teeth. It took six hours to put on, and he had to wear the suit as much as 20 consecutive hours uh, during shooting. Oh, <laughs> I love it. As a result, he was forced to go to the bathroom while was still wearing the what? suit. <laughs> Just let it go down your leg. It's fine. Oh, it literally is the poop monster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he was rarely on set without being in full costume and recalled that when he met up with Duchovny later on, uh, the actor had no idea who he was, despite enjoying a amiable relationship with him uh, previously while he was wearing the suit. <laughs> uh, the, the suit dissolved in water, forcing special effects artist Toby Lindala to reconstruct the suit each day. And because the suit didn't permit Morgan to breathe through his nose, he was actually unable to eat while wearing it. So 20 hours of shooting, <gasps> shitting yourself, and starving. <laughs> Did he get to, like, run around in the streets of Vancouver, though? Because that's what I would do. I would so go, I'd so go out and just completely mess with people. Just go running down the street going, <laughs> Uh, just a horrifying costume, though. I mean, this thing is just hard to look at to me. It's just like, oh. No, that's the one thing that I, I have liked with X-Files. I think for the most part, like, all their monster costuming and their makeup and stuff has been really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, consider, like, compare it to something like Supernatural, where the monster every week is pretty much a, a, a human wearing different color contact lenses. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay whatever <laughs> you know they do actually do some really cool designs in this yeah um back back at quantico uh scully is sitting and uh doing her voiceover she's basically researching the fluke worm and she gets this tabloid slipped under her door and <laughs> the week of news yeah <laughs> yeah or something like it <laughs> something like that and my favorite shot there where she looks out in the hallway and she's got her whole midsection covered with newspaper it's awesome <laughs> Um, so inside the tabloid, she reads about like basically like a monster on board a Russian ship and, uh, she examines the photos of the body and sees that the tattoo is written in Cyrillic. Why does he so... have his own name tattooed on his arm? <laughs> exactly. It that way. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. I don't, I don't know anyone who has their own name tattooed on the route. And it's not like it's tattooed in a different language. You know, like someone who's like, oh, yeah, it's my name. It's tattooed in, like, Chinese script. That's his language. That's like yeah. having Claire written on my arm. Why would you do and that? 
Exactly. It's right on his, like, forearm. So there's my name forever. (laughs) If I'm ever needing to stare patiently at my watch while I'm uh, trying to act, there would be my name just, like, staring back at me. (laughs) Tammy, do you have your name tattooed on you anywhere? I know you have tattooed. Yeah, not my name, no. I have other names, but not mine. Dimitri. Well, yeah, I, have to, I have Dimitri on, you know, just because why not? Jatro? Jatro, obviously. <laughs> I actually have a tattoo of a belt buckle with Jatro. <laughs> <laughs> so at the Middlesex Psychiatric Hospital, Mulder shows Scully uh, the fluke man, Fluky, <laughs> in his cell. What? Okay. I have to ask some questions now. Why is this thing in a psychiatric hospital? Why are they talking about putting this thing on trial? <laughs> because they don't know how to process it. They, it's a creature. No Why don't, like, if it was an alligator, that was a slightly unusual alligator that attacked someone, what would they do then? Well, was, they... Was, humanoid. Is it a sad alligator or a happy alligator? <laughs> Does it have chemical should... dependency issues? Should they do it the same way? Why are they talking about it like, oh, it's the suspect? Um, it's not a human. It's a, it's a giant tapeworm monster. Well, it See, that's what like happens. With... It does look yeah. more like a human than a worm. Yeah. So, yeah. If you don't have the X Files, then you just have to arrest everything. I mean, you know, it, it, mutant it, grizzly it, bear handcuffs. It could be. Uh, it could be a severely. You don't spoil any later episodes. <laughs> Um, it I could be. Seen uh, any, so. <laughs> no, just kidding. It could be like a you know very very disfigured person. <laughs> um, yeah. But at the same time, they're they're not treating it as an animal, but they're not treating it as a possible sentient life form. You yeah, know, not trying to communicate with it or anything. Yeah, but like saying you know oh it's scared that's why it's killed all those people because you know maybe. Maybe it's a new form of life. No, they're just like, it murdered people, and, you know. <laughs> yeah. So they call it Hostile 17, and they... <laughs> um, yeah. Mulder can't wait to, to tell Skinner about this, and Scully just kind of warns him that, you know, hey, you know, just so you know, it'd be more more than just a professional loss if you left. Oh. And uh, if you do leave... You need to pay child support because that's <laughs> when uh, when they say that they they use the line twice. When Mulder says, "I have to tell Skinner," I get to tell Skinner that his suspect is a giant blood sucking worm. It seems like they're trying to set up a joke, like somebody's going to walk by and say, "What? My ex wife is a murderer now?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> Where's Ray? Ray would Ray would pull that line off just yeah. perfectly. Oh, I love Ray. Ray's like molesting uh, children somewhere. Do not trust him. <laughs> He's far too calm and amiable about his terrible, terrible career. <laughs> there are secrets. Hey, it's a shitty job. <laughs> um... Skinner uh, looks over this report that Mulder gives him, and he's actually fine with it. Because um, because of my theory. Oh, yeah. He's the friend of the FBI? Yeah. Um, he's going to, like, yeah. start secretly giving Mulder a thumbs up when no one else is watching. <laughs> winks. Yeah, little winks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we find out here that uh, poor Workman Craig uh, died as well um, from vomiting. A worm up, I guess. Um, and then Mulder just totally tells Skinner off for shutting down the X Files. Skinner and, uh, agrees. 
<laughs> it should have been an X-File. But yeah, we also find out that they need to give this thing a psychological evaluation, <laughs> so they need to transport him away from the psychiatric hospital could, it's already in. Could we just get a scene where they're showing it like um, ink blots? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me uh, about your mother I want to see it doing a Rorschach test What do you see in this one? <laughs> Very interesting <laughs> So this is, one... The next scene is I'm sorry yeah. Is my second favourite scene of this episode <laughs> Because the first time I watched this This freaking giant tapeworm strapped to a gurney in a straitjacket in the back of an ambulance i swear i almost died laughing i i practically fell off my bed i was laughing so hard and the fact that it's just this one little ambulance worker driving it but also the fact that when they're putting it on the ambulance none of the people are reacting to this giant monster no. worm yeah. they're just like do 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 another day this patient's not weird looking at all whatever and I was like are you kidding me they put it in with one guy it's a giant yep. worm and they strap it into a gurney in an ambulance oh I have to give the episode like three points just for that seriously yes. <laughs> so funny yeah, just one lone uh, U.S. Marshal has to do the transport. I have no idea what the hell they were thinking. And I have no idea what the hell happens in this scene Exactly. <laughs> where, did, where the hell was it hiding? Yes. Well, this thing seems to be able to change uh, size quite a lot. Because, skipping ahead, later on, uh. when it disappears through that tube in the chemical school, there's no way it would have fit through there. There is no way. And, and this scene was the first ending. I really thought it ended at the, like, I was like, oh, yeah. he eats the, the guy in the ambulance. And then they do the big shot to the sign, the Lake Betty sign or whatever. Yep. Live baits. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is the ending. And then it just kept going. And I was like, all right, there's more. Sure. I know. It's like out of all the things that you want uh, possible campers driving by to see on your sign, not that it's a campsite. Not that they have picnic tables or anything like that. Live bait. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Um, but yeah, um, I have no idea. He looks back. It's out, it's gone. It, there's nothing in the back of their, and there's nowhere for it to hide. I kept thinking it, that it was stuck to the roof of the ambulance with its, you know, sucker things. Um, yeah. But no, he like looked up. He actually, awesome, awesome yeah. mustache ambulance guy was, was not at fault here. <laughs> Um, well, and I think I think we all know of another creature that, that could disappear at will, and that, of course, is the leprechaun. <laughs> so, uh, at the campsite, Fluky hides in the worst place imaginable, and it has feet. And... This is when we see it has feet, which I was like, "Why? What?" You've talked a lot about the feet. Tell me about the feet. What what what's drawing you to the feet? Because I didn't really. The feet I mean, are the most different. hilarious thing ever. Because first of all, it has little feet. Why does it have feet? <laughs> Just, <laughs> like like, wouldn't it make it less aer like not aerodynamic? What's the word in in uh, in the water to be able to streamlined. swim? Streamlined. Streamlined. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. So first of all, I was like, oh, it has weird little feet. I didn't realize it had full-on little frog legs, but we found that out <laughs> But see, it, it didn't, like, it didn't evolve through natural means. It was it was a monster of our creation. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, like Pierce Morgan. 
Chris Carter says. Uh, uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris Carter says that uh, this is the this fluky is the embodiment of everyone's uh, sense of vulnerability. The idea of something that exists in the underworld of the sewer system and might, in fact, come to bite you in the least elegant of places. And what? <laughs> just, <laughs> just the fact. You I mean, mean, honestly, Chris Carter's trying to. Does this mean Chris Carter's trying to reinvent Ghoulies? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never seen Ghoulies. All I think about at Porto Potties is Fluke Man. So, <laughs> I, I, uh... well, and I thought it was funny he went to the Porto Potty. I was like, is that because he just ate somebody and it just went like right through him? I didn't understand why. It was going to <laughs> I was like, is he going to use the restroom? I I really didn't get it at first. Yeah, at first yeah. I was thinking like, okay, well, first off, Porta Potties don't connect to the sewer. This is dumb, but I couldn't figure <laughs> out if how smart this thing was if it thought if i wait here then somebody's going to take all this poop to the sewer and i'll be home or if it just mm-hmm. really likes hanging out in poop and there was some poop i think it's like this, a this primal monster thing and the the poop monster out of dogma should be best best friends <laughs> <laughs> here's I your know. next picture yeah uh. i'm gonna draw them just holding holding little little flippers <laughs> Skipping down. And someone showing Rorschach test to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the next morning, a sanitation worker sucks all the crap out of the porta potty. Uh, there's a clog, he shakes it, and whoop, it goes through. <laughs> it manages to shrink somehow because there is no way yeah. it would have gone up there. No way. Maybe it's been taking lessons from that guy in season one who could go through <laughs> vents and stuff. Oh, tombs? Yeah. Well, he yeah. does. They do both like livers. <laughs> uh, maybe they a correspondence course. <laughs> you two can creep through small spaces. Nine ninety nine plus shipping ahead. Do you think Chris Carter out in messages in a bottle? <laughs> does Chris Carter think if you eat livers, it just makes you naturally stretchy? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Um. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll find find this out as we go along. <laughs> Keep coming back to livers anytime oh. you need somebody to stretch. Also, in the, the, the bit in a minute where Mulder is talking to the, the tiny cop about um, about the, the escaped prisoner, and the guy's just like, oh, yeah, we have an escaped prisoner. Um, he didn't know that it was a giant worm. And again, he's completely unfazed. He's just like, oh, yeah, the prisoner escaped. <laughs> what, you mean the prisoner that's the giant worm? Oh, okay. <laughs> And it's during this that uh, Mulder gets a call. Success in your current assignment is imperative. Reinstatement of the X-Files must be undeniable. Thanks, Dr. Claw. So Mulder realizes that Fluky might be in the truck that he spotted going by. So he heads to uh, Ray's sewage dump. And uh, Ray... uh, Ray says that the truck emptied Fluky out. It's going to be trapped. They've already deposited their loads. And there is my 12-year-old again. (laughs) (laughs) I love how he has to tell the guy, no, we don't keep detailed records of the dumps that we unload. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a sign outside that says, bring your shit here. (laughs) We don't care. Um... So Mulder and other workers are looking down in the murky waters for Fluky. For a long time. There's like a lot of poop watching going on. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, Headshot Scully calls and tells Mulder that Fluky's just looking for a new host and trying to multiply. And uh, Ray tells Mulder that Fluky's been spotted and it's trying to work its way out to sea. Okay. Ray didn't say that. This scene. This scene I have extensive notes on because it's the magic of TV. (laughs) So he's like, Agent Mulder, linesman spotted something down a section of pipe. Where? Smash cut. He slams the blueprint down on the desk. Here. So in my scene, here's what I think happened. Um, Where? Oh, kind of hard to describe. I'll show you. Let's go back to my office. So they walk back to the office in silence. Mulder munches on some sunflower seeds. Glasses McBeardy stops to tell Charlie that, you know, his overtime request is approved. But keep it under four hours because they'll have to roll it over into next week as it is. Okay, but Carl, he has a recital next week to go to. So it's cool. They get there. Glasses McBeardy fiddles with his keys to unlock the office. He opens a filing cabinet and starts going through files. Mulder sits down and starts, you know, empties pockets full of sunflower shells into a trash can, picks up the ones that fell on the floor. Glasses McBeardy is in the wrong filing cabinet. He opens up the next one. Mulder, like, just rolls his head back and takes a a little cat nap. Um, Finally, McBeardy nudges him to wake him up and directs him to a table. And then he slams the blueprint down and says, here. <laughs> you know, I think this universe is demanding a uh, between the lines uh, style. Oh yeah, uh, definitely, podcast. definitely. Um, you know, there there is there are podcasts out there if you're not familiar that do bridge the gaps between things we don't see in Buffy and Angel, and uh, yeah, we need an X Files between the lines badly. And uh, I demand also that you enter our next fanfic contest. So. <laughs> <laughs> It has been demanded. Um, All right, so (laughs) Mulder and Ray go down to the sewers alone, and uh, Mulder sends Ray into danger to close the sewer gate. And, of course, Bumbling Ray trips and falls in. Glasses (laughs) McBeardy. Just completely submerged, mouth full of water. And his poor now. He's (laughs) Velmed. He gets Velmed. (laughs) He, uh... He gets pulled under. Mulder draws his gun. Uh, Ray comes back up. Mulder tries to help, but... There's no then... helping. There's no. no, it's done. Your life's <laughs> over. So is anybody surprised that Mulder just jumped in there, suit and all? Yeah. I mean... I was just happy he finally cared about something. <laughs> Couple yeah. things. I wasn't surprised. I mean, I was grossed out again. I'm like, why are you jumping into the sewer? This, it's already too late for this guy. Just, just let him die. <laughs> and then second, I was like, oh, anytime Mulder tries to help anybody, they die. So <laughs> there was just no hope for this guy. Um, yeah, Ray, uh, Ray is sort of rescued. He comes back up. He's terrified. And as Mulder sees uh, Fluky trying to escape uh, through the pipe because he's not interested at all in Mulder. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> FBI, not tasty. Um <laughs> Well, it would probably taste completely different to every other human on the planet because of the amount of sunflower seeds. Well, yes. Glasses McBeardy, though, has been hanging around so much raw sewage in his life that he's just full of delicious fluky bacteria. <laughs> he's a perfect host, um, which is why I wonder why we never find out anything of what happened to Ray after this, because <laughs> nothing. Did he get bit? Is he okay? No. Did he die? He's, if he's, he's not okay. I, I promise you this. 
he's he's done. He's over. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, his like, workplace is gonna replace his glasses. <laughs> yeah, at least do that. For he's gonna burn his eyes out now. There, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you set yourself on fire. It's over. <laughs> but yeah, Mulder pulls that uh, grate down and chops Fluky right in half. And we get possibly the greatest shot of the X Files so far. Where I actually did laugh so much that I did fall backwards on my bed. <laughs> we get, flu- <laughs> we get Fluky's little little frog legs and his little bum <laughs> sinking, <laughs> sinking into the water. <laughs> his little feet. <laughs> oh, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> his um... little bum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that also gets three points for this episode. You gotta send Darren Morgan a oh, uh, fan letter. I will. I kind of like the what you were sporting there in that fluky I like outfit. Your, uh, I like your little fluky bum. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little, it's the little sad, like little Kermit feet sinking into the water. <laughs> 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 Doc Hopper's frog legs. I may have to make that my wallpaper on my desktop because it makes me laugh. Uh, You would put raw sewage and mutated body parts on your (laughs) desktop. Because it's hilarious. And that's how you handle oddities of nature X-Files style. You don't arrest them or try to give them rights. You cut them in half. Yay. And apparently so, you don't collect the body parts at all. The other thing, because no. it's a worm, I thought maybe it would like be all right and be able to regenerate from. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. what we're, they were implying. Yeah. Well, the, she Scully actually says it in the uh, next scene. Says uh, it was human but capable of regeneration. Yeah. Like she could know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was it human? How? Well, she shows some pictures of Chernobyl and this Russian ship that um, had that. Dimitri was killed on uh, was used to salvage Chernobyl so she thought that perhaps it was something mutated that kind of latched onto the ship or was a part of just stayed but the it ship started as a worm stuff. therefore it, wasn't a, a it wasn't a human here's the this is what confused me because at one point it seems like they're making this sound like this is like some kind of government experiment thing mm-hmm. and then they make it sound like it's just like a, a mutation because of like Chernobyl nuclear radiation whatever it's very unclear. Like, I don't. Was this thing made or not? <laughs> I don't think Cause, so. it says because they it say they born hold. in a primordial soup of radioactive sewage. Yeah, why is it human and not just a like? Because sewage contains trace amounts of DNA. So it's a human what? poop. <laughs> no, or... I even they show like mutated people in these pictures that she shows them. So it's probably originally a human and got radiated somehow. With Chernobyl. Well, I thought they were saying it was a worm that was born in a primordial whatever. Primordial yeah. soup of radioactive Yeah, so it started off as a worm, but then it's the fact that if it became that, then they're saying it's a human. But it can't be a human because a human is what obviously what we are, and we've evolved in a very specific way, and that has not. Therefore, it's a different species, so it's not I, a human. I think it, it was a worm that was swimming around in some radioactive sewage. And got hit with a blast of radiation and cross-traded and became a human-worm hybrid thingy. Mm. Like a Ninja Turtle, except more, more <laughs> creepy. Well, you know how um, 
we were introduced to Tombs in the episode Squeeze, and then he came back in the episode Tombs. Maybe we should look out for an episode called Fluky. Where we're <laughs> I do think he's going to come back, and I'm not happy well. about it. Because <laughs> he's such a, a cool-looking creature. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine there being quite a good reaction to him at the time. Yep. That I what think if, they would bring him back. Yeah. Okay. What if we bring him and Frank Briggs back, and they have to fight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we see Fluky just floating down there, and we see his eyes open. Do you know what Whoa. I would have thought would have been cooler, though? Sorry, in this bit, rather than go, "Oh, he's still alive." Oh no. Why not leave the open-ended ending in that there was the little worm that went down the shower earlier, so that mm-hmm. one could grow up to be like yeah. Fluky. Fluky. Oh, Fluky too. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> 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 yeah, despite um, them being creepy, it was just kind of awkward. Like mm-hmm. it, the camera was on it for a long time, and I was like, "His eyes are gonna open. His eyes yeah. are gonna open." It's there awesome. they go. <laughs> See, I didn't even think that was the same one. I thought that was the the grown up version of the the one that escaped earlier. I did too. Oh. Oh. Um. So yeah. Chris Carter claims to have been inspired to write this episode after his dog had worms. Yeah. In a situation he called very disgusting. Yep. Um, he'd also been reading about Chernobyl and that kind of influenced this. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite. Um, Carter described his mood while writing this episode. I was in a funk when I wrote that episode. We were coming back from a hiatus and I was trying to find something more interesting than just the fluke man. I was irritated <laughs> at the time and I brought my irritation to Mulder's attitude. Basically, he'd become fed up with the FBI. They'd given him what he felt was a low assignment, which was sending him into the city after a dead body. But lo and behold, he finds that this case was, for all intents and purposes, an X-File. It's been given to him by a man he's never looked at as an ally, Skinner. So it's an interesting establishing of a relationship between them. So he got more out of it. But yeah, he kind of channeled his rage into <laughs> Mulder's attitude. Now that Deep Throat's dead, Mulder needs another father figure in his life. So maybe that would be Skinner. <laughs> To share his bench I'm, with. I'm going to resist putting that song on at the end of the episode. What song? Uh, father figure. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Monster Runway. I mean, if there's anything this segment of the podcast is created for, it's for freaking Fluke Man. So, uh, <laughs> scariness of Flukey. Pretty freaking scary to me. No. What? I thought he was. You're insane. I thought he was what his little Kermit feet sank. He was, he was ridiculous and hilarious and cute. Oh, that that gross mouth biting you—that would be the worst. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that would be. But any any creepiness was taken away by his little frog feet <laughs> sinking. You vomit germ babies into you. Yeah. I think it would have been scarier if we'd seen less of him. Like yeah. if they jawsed yeah. him, you know. First jaws. Well, they really not tried. Later. They really tried. There was there was some scenes in this that they didn't want him as lit up as they, it ended up being. Um, he, he was trying to make the reveal happen at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But I know that they. I think the color is. I mean, I know they had to make him warmish colored. I guess. And if they would have made him black or green, it would have looked just like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it looks just sort of pale and squishy and sad. I couldn't be. I mean, it was it was creepy, but not scary to me. Yeah, super gross. Vetoed. Super gross. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it was just gross. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't feel he was scary. He was just so disgusting. Yeah, oh. yeah. 
Uh, Fluky's creativity. I mean, he had the foresight of going to the porta potty to get that back down mm. in the sewers because he wanted to get out into the ocean. He just, it free. seemed like he just kept ending up in the same place. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. The same set, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the same set, yes. <laughs> it, it was. It was. I mean, even in the last scene where they show Fluky just flo- floating there, you see that same broken grate that Craig was trying to fix. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Earlier in the episode, it's like, how did he end up back there again? <laughs> um, and uh, He's a homing Claire- Fluky. Claire, the sex appeal of Fergie wow. um, wow. cannot be denied. <laughs> sure. No, but Mulder was looking pretty hot in that last scene, I have to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what it but, was. Well, looking. as much as you guys insist, Mulder is not a monster. Um, so <laughs> He's not? <laughs> He's not a monster. <laughs> but that dude working at the sewage plant is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sex appeal of Fluky. Um... No. <laughs> oh, look, yeah. I bet like he would give quite good kisses, though. <laughs> With that mouth. Well, see, but Fluky, be- being hermaphroditic, you know, he she doesn't have to be. Yeah, true. <laughs> when he kisses you, he vomits worm babies into the. <laughs> oh. oh. And, of course, vomiting worm babies is a great name for a rock band, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this is what happens when your husband gets the opportunity to be on an episode and just picks at random. I thought the title sounded interesting. That is literally the extent of my knowledge of this episode. Uh, the host. It's probably about like possession or alien possession or some sort of yeah, okay, let's do that. Nope. That's right, because I assumed that you'd seen the show before mm-hmm. and that's you picked it because it was one of those really Mm-mm. You know, <sighs> it's kind of like a big episode for the X Files. It's like one of the first, like, really well reviewed ones that they, because basically, because the monster is so memorable. But, <laughs> um, Mulder versus Scully. Oh, come on. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't I mean, even like... Scully's job, and she did more <laughs> yeah. work than Mulder to solve this case. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Mulder basically said, fuck this murder investigation. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He does get points against him for pretty much not wanting to do his job. Oh. Scully did an autopsy of a super gross corpse and didn't even stick any of the little smelling salts under her nose like Clarice Starling. <laughs> She's hardcore. It was she also an, she, she also did it as an extra credit autopsy at that. It wasn't her job. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? I'll do that for you. That's Yeah, hey, definitely. Buddy. I'll dig through your sewage-filled corpse for you. Will that make you feel better? Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> um, and Mulder okay. just refusing to do his job at any serious level until pushed mm-hmm. into it. Just... Yeah, he's going to be a oh, baby. See, I almost thought that like uh, Mulder's going to keep winning until Scully has her baby and can finally be like a full-fledged <laughs> member of the, this episode rather than be... Um, you know, the person on the phone calling in with the research, you know, but you're, you're, you're right. You're right. Mulder was kind of a bitch this episode, (laughs) but his hair was dynamite. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So field report time. Okay. This is from Desiree. This is one of the episodes that I think of when I think of the X-Files. In my opinion, it's one of the most memorable and creepy monsters on the show. Hell, Hellmints. What? What's a helminth? Helminths creep me the fuck out, especially one as big as a human. I love this episode, and I love the fluke man. Awesome stuff. I can't wait to hear what you thought about it, Des. 
The fluke man. Do the fluke so, man. Is anybody going to look up helminths? <laughs> it means parasitic no... worm. Oh, okay. I read it as like hel- helminths, like as a type of mint. <laughs> I was like, um, okay. <laughs> hey, Red Division. Bring out the fluke worm and bring uh, out the Eukaryotic best. parasites, apparently, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. Right. Ugh, they're <laughs> creepy looking. Matt and Mal write, stay out of that poo. Good advice in any situation. <laughs> and here's their voicemail. Hey guys, it's Matt and Mal. Hey. Did you hear Robin talking shit about me at the mm. beginning of last episode? Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. Watch it, Robin. I will have your podcast <laughs> one day. Yeah, I'm going to jump through this voicemail feedback into your throat. <laughs> like a fluke worm? Like a fluke worm and bust out your chest and then become the new host. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. It literally was not intended. <laughs> um, uh, so this was literally the shittiest episode of The X-Files. <laughs> I actually kind of liked it, though. <laughs> How many people have made that joke already? Why don't you let the listener feedback go first? Um, I noticed something the music that they have whenever somebody dies it sounds like an airplane taking off yeah we create it right now (laughs) that's the gases escaping their body as they die I don't even know (laughs) so the autopsy was gross and I was trying to eat at that moment I was eating salmon and I was like the body looks like salmon and then a tapeworm came out of the body and then then I was like I'm gonna lose my lunch And and then Claire fainted I imagine yeah. That's what I pictured. I so the fluke worm is living off the bile in the liver? Mm-hmm. It's totally tombs. Yep, it's going to evolve into tombs. Oh, I like earlier in the episode uh, when when basically Scully revealed that ridiculing Mulder feels like old times. <laughs> good times, good times. It feels like old times when I'm telling you you're stupid. I love that they slipped the National Enquirer under them. I know, they're trying to pretend the National Enquirer is legit, I guess. So when's the Bat Boy episode? <laughs> um, I also love that they put the flukeworm human guy in a psychiatric hospital. I know, like, this... <laughs> monsters are real, guys. Like, X-Files over. Monsters are real. Where were the people with their dissection tools and cameras and stuff? <laughs> Why'd they try to transfer this thing with a single dude in an ambulance? Where is the armed convoy? <laughs> like... Uh. They did, they wanted that dude in the ambulance to die. Mm. They were looking for a way to fire him. And they but af- after he killed that guy, there was there was like a perfectly good lake, and he chose to to go in the porta potty. <laughs> it prefers poo water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mulder actually killed a monster! Holy crap! I know. And Scully didn't do much. No. So Mulder wins, obviously. Mm. I think Mulder's gonna keep winning until Scully has the, has that baby. <laughs> Skinner in this episode, he always I noticed that he has a really disgusted face whenever he talks to Mulder. Mm. It's as if he's like he just ate a lemon or or he's like he's smelling shit whenever <laughs> Mulder's around. Yeah. He just makes that face like bleh. Well that makes sense in this episode smelling shit. I guess, yeah. But, so what would you give it? I'm going to give it I'm going to give it an eight out of ten primordial bowls of soup. Alright. And I'm gonna give it seven point five out of ten primordial poos. Ew. Um <laughs> I remember that watching. The, I remember this episode completely. Yeah. And I remember this uh, making me interested in uh, weird like. Sewage No, this is gonna make me sound really messed up. But I was like super interested in like the Chernobyl deformities afterwards. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. It's <laughs> like, how could you know? It's interesting how something could uh, mess you up like that. Hmm. And it's interesting and 
fucking gross. Yeah, but it's really fascinating. Mm, maybe there'll be an episode all about that later. Oh, there probably will be. Chernobyl mutants invade know. Washington. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Later, guys. That is all. That is all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That will be all. Was I... I wasn't picking on them too much, right? I wasn't like, talking shit about Matt at all, was I? You were talking shit about everybody last episode. Yeah, you were. Oh. Well, Matt, like, don't take your personal. Like a little bitch. <laughs> uh, does anybody want to read John's? Sure. John and his, his list. All right. Season two, episode The Host. My apologies in advance to Michael David. Ooh. Oh, snap. It's about to get heated. Uh, number one an overflowing toilet less than a minute into the episode and I already hate it (laughs) two poor Dimitri gets attacked and I was kind of scared then Mulder has to go to New Jersey and I was terrified (laughs) three I've worked some shitty crime scenes before but this is ridiculous (laughs) four after the sewer scene, when they cut to the scene in Skinner's office, did anyone else think, I sure hope Mulder took those boots off? Oh, I'm sure he away. wore them all the way back to Washington. Oh, <laughs> fucking douchebag. Dude, he didn't shower at the end. He tells <laughs> Scully he might still smell like sewer, and I'm like, oh, shower. Oh. Five. During the autopsy, Scully is overpowered by the smell of New Jersey coming from the dead body. <laughs> Six. Michael David's from New Jersey, everybody. <laughs> uh, six. Mulder receives an anonymous phone call from Dr. Clough and Inspector Gadget. Yay! I think it's Racer Thank X from God. Speed Racer. <laughs> Seven. The sanitation worker furiously brushes his teeth and eventually vomits a worm. I don't think this has to do so much with being bitten by Fluke Man as much as it has to do with making out from, as much as it has to do with making out girls from New Jersey. Like a theme. <laughs> Eight. Did Mulder really have to bring the fluke worm with him to the sewage treatment facility? I'm pretty sure a photo would have been sufficient. Mulder must have attended the Frank Bray School of Evidence storage. <laughs> Nine. One marshal transporting the prisoner by himself. Nothing could go wrong here. Ten, every part of the episode after the fluke man's escape made me feel like I wanted to scrub myself with bleach. That's a good plan. (laughs) I think this is the first episode I have a clear memory of for my initial viewing of the series. It still makes me cringe so much. It still makes me cringe, so I guess it holds up. I give it 8 out of 10 porcelain telephones. (laughs) Thanks, John. Thanks, John. And we have a voicemail here. I wonder Michael and uh, John to go to SmackDown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm certain, I don't even have to listen to it, but Michael's voicemail does probably doesn't, uh, slam Kentucky at all. So let's, let's listen. Hello, Introdex, my actual feedback for the host. Nice Monster of the Week episode with a little bit of sprinkling of, uh, other stuff. First, it is so nice to see those crazy kids getting along. I know they're not back together yet in the X-Files, but the way they giggle with each other over murders and... <laughs> Scully looks up all doe-eyed at him. It's nice to see them together. Um, Skinner, yeah, he's a dick. But is he? Or is he just following orders? I don't know. Guess we'll find out. Um, the U.S. Marshals. 
So it takes just one fabulously mustachioed man to transport an unknown creature that has killed a bunch of people. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, I thought Mulder did well in this episode. He wasn't over the top or crazy, except for a few speeches with Scully here and there. Oh, and he has a uh, a new creepy stalker. So that we'll still have to see what happens there. But I like the episode. I like uh, creepy sewer people, although... <laughs> Why are we always playing in sewage on this show? I mean, it was what? Tombs was covered in sewage when he climbed into the house. They're playing in a sewage tank here. I'm a little concerned about Chris Carter. I don't know if he maybe he's into the scat play or something. I don't know. Anyway, I would give this uh, seven soul suckers or face suckers or whatever the freak that thing was. I thought it was. Nice, solid monster of the week. And uh, that's all I got. Later. Thanks, Michael. Nice. You? Well, nothing about uh, Northern Kentucky, so. Oh, well. Mm. I guess he wasn't. That'll be next cheap. week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be glad to slam it plenty. <laughs> um, all right, so we actually got a uh, piece of feedback from Paul Mackey. Ooh. Unbelievably enough. Uh, haven't heard from him in quite a while. Let's have a listen. The host. Well, the temptation of punning dictates that I call this a shitty episode. But actually, I thought it was pretty fun. Preposterous explanation, of course. I was thinking Chernobyl when it started out with the Russian ship crew, and the radioactive mutant trope came right out. The temptation of punning also dictates that I say it was a fluke that they caught the guy. <laughs> Say, did Scully say these parasites attached to the liver near the bile duct? This guy was Toon's distant cousin. <laughs> guy on the phone sounds familiar. Okay, I confess, I remember seeing who was cast, so I won't spoil in case Robin is waiting for the on-screen reveal. This has been uh, Paul Mackey from my kitchen, where I'll be recording the Ghostlight podcast, URL coming soon, and intro cast for the TV series Slings and Arrows. I'll be sure to shamelessly plug again when I have the website ready. <laughs> Bye. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Uh, I can't wait to bleep that out. <laughs> no, don't be mean, Robin. <laughs> uh, thanks, Paul. Good to hear from you. Um, all right, we have an email uh, from Terry, which is needlessly highlighted. Um, is it, yeah, I, I didn't is it my understand. Turn? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I didn't. Oh, okay. I just didn't understand why things were highlighted. This is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Terry says, "Hey, gang. Host is the only TV episode that has ever given me a nightmare. Oh. That damn fluke man, fluke man. highlighted <laughs> chased me through my house and kept popping up out of the dark. I literally woke up screaming. I was twenty years old." I like this one. It's full of jumps and things that I never want to see or smell in person. This will, all I want to know is what is with people jumping into shit water. <laughs> Mulder has to have something now. He is going to die from rotting. That is my guess on how the X-Files will end. Mulder <laughs> <laughs> will just end up with like a puddle of goop. <laughs> I was super upset with the loss of Ray. I guess he assumes that he died. Um, His life is over. It doesn't matter if he died on the show or not. He went home and set himself on fire. (laughs) 
He seemed like he had a million stories. Thanks to Mulder, I'll never hear any of them. Why did they put highlights begin fluke man in a psychiatric hospital it's a monster can you put him on the witness stand no when fluke man escapes from the lone driver lone driver i had my fingers crossed to hear tommy lee jones pop in and say oh could he do tommy lee jones now all right listen up people our fugitive has been on the run for 90 minutes (laughs) average foot speed over uneven ground barring injuries is four miles per hour that gives me a radius of six miles. What I want from each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, and doghouse in that area. Checkpoints go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Fluke Man. Would that have... Oh, sorry. He's done with the... I have to applaud um, that. Tommy Lee. Okay. Um, would that However, have put... since he is a giant fish, I also want you looking in toilets, looking in outhouses, looking... <laughs> <laughs> We forget to mention that because you would think it was look kind at, of a big deal. Look at ambulance ceilings. <laughs> He's your your Tommy Lee Jones was a bit W. Oh. <laughs> Intention. The fluke man has weapons of mass destruction. Cannot allow this threat. All right. Sorry, I'm uh, interrupting a, a guest. Please. <laughs> would that? I would have love it. I'm sorry. The, I would love no, it. If Claire's we, just falling suit. Yeah, 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 it. yeah. I don't care. I'm not going to apologize. Skipping to the end of the podcast. I would love it if Fluke Man decided to, to become a superhero called Fluke Man and wore a little cape and walked <laughs> And that's how he returns to the show because he's on the, the FBI side. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm here to help. And like Fluke Man takes down a criminal and like Mulder has his gun pointed at him and then they lock eyes and Mulder slowly lowers his gun and they nod at each other. Yeah, because they escapes us. We're great. <laughs> um all right. Uh would that have pushed this one to eleven? Well, because I mean I just seemed like the thing to do. <laughs> I know, I'm just trying to spit out this uh sorry, this Gary. sentence that doesn't work at all, but um <laughs> with all that I'm gonna Give it 9 out of 10 porcelain telephones. Rest in peace, Ray. You were my boy. I think you mean telephones. (laughs) I was giving him a break on that one. All right. Thanks, Terry. Thank you, Terry. Um, Please send in any feedback in Tommy Lee Jones. I will read it for you. (laughs) Um, So the next one's from Ina. I think think you mean competition winner, Ina. Ina? Mm-hmm. watching this because it was the grossest thing um, it was uh, a sewer monster flatworm uh, man I don't even know um, it was lots of gross stuff um, uh, it made me think of ice when um, when Scully did the autopsy and the flatworm came out of the internal organs oh my god yeah the the grossness didn't stop there there was a very strange toothbrushing scene and um uh, in the shower yeah that was um, not the best morning for that guy huh (laughs) so yeah uh the monster was um uh, yeah i think they um they made it look so um 
had to be in that costume. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, there was a bit of humor, uh, which I liked. I like it when the X-Files sprinkle in a bit of, yeah, some good one-liners and some humor with the live bait sign and uh, Mulder um, walking into Skinner's office in, in the middle of a meeting and so on. And uh, it appears that Skinner really uh, didn't agree with uh, the, de the, the decision to close the X-Files. He thinks this should have been an X-File and that was why he sent Mulder to investigate it. So who is Skinner taking his orders from? Is it the cigarette smoking man? And who is this uh, friend at the FBI that's calling them? Is this the new Deep Throat? Are we gonna get a new Deep Throat every episode? Uh, I was a bit unclear about this monster flukeworm man. Was it originally a human being which uh, was con um, experienced the Chernobyl accident and was turned into a monster or was this some yeah I don't even know what they what they were what we were meant to believe uh, if this was a, just a giant worm or if it was uh, something with human emotions or whatever um, anyway it was gross i don't know what i'm gonna rate it so i'll just say ew <laughs> uh, i hope you have, uh, have had your fun chris carter with uh, making us sick to our stomachs okay guys i love the podcast and uh, i hope you have fun with this one bye thanks Zena. bye <laughs> Chris Carter always has fun making us sick to our stomachs. <laughs> oh, Chris Carter. Oh, Chris Carter. <laughs> um, so our next one is from Moira and Davis. I don't know what happened with Malosh, but according to her email, uh, Davis is back and horrified. <laughs> Hi, Intro Talks, it's Moira. And Davis is back. He is back. He stopped playing Xbox long enough to watch X-Files. Saying I've been playing Xbox for like two weeks straight. Possibly. Um, anyway, we just watched the host. Uh, thoughts, Davis, go first. It was, uh, you know, it was scary. <laughs> you, you, um, you weren't happy with the appearance of the big bad, were you? Oh, no. It, it kind of gave you the creeps. Uh, my, my opinion was that the, the thing was so scary that it was, it was too terrifying. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't watch because its face was so gross. Yeah, you did. You turned away. You were like, ah! And then, partway through the show, toward the end, I could hear in the background in our house the sound of what I thought was my toilet running up in my master bedroom. And so I had to turn off the show, run up, and go, and, and indeed, my toilet was running, and I had to fix it. And I have to admit, when I lifted up the toilet lid for a moment, I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna see the face of these creatures staring at me. <laughs> I said, looks like it's a fluke. I did. <laughs> so, I guess I'm so, okay, you weren't really 
certain and you knew what it was, but I'm gonna be honest, it's probably just a flute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I think our Malosh would have something to say about his friend Dimitri. Yeah. And how that freighter is run. True. You know? No, it's good to hear from you, Davis. And uh, sorry about, you know, all the time you have to spend on the Xbox. And um, all the therapy you're going to have to have after watching the <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, okay, so uh, let's get to our X ratings. Um, so let's see who goes first. Oh, our guests go first Ooh. so i'm gonna have to average Ooh. your scores together because uh i'm not smart oh, with excel are, are we half people you are half people <laughs> that's what happened that's when we got married three eighths compromise <laughs> going on here but <laughs> but uh feel free to give your own ratings and i'll just average together so who wants to go first go ahead love um literally when as it was going on that i was like Oh, this is the grossest episode ever. This is the poop episode. Why are we watching the poop episode? Um, 
I mean, I guess it was silly, but Mulder pissed me off so much in this episode with his lackadaisical, I don't care because I'm not getting my way attitude. So, I don't know. Um, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 um, uh, disgusting un- undressed wounds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I had no idea what to make of this episode. Like, I will say it was it was entertaining. Like, I was never particularly bored watching it. Um, I, I, the monster, I thought it was gross and creepy, not particularly scary for me, just because it looked so goofy. I, I don't know. Um, but the idea of it, I guess, was, you know, your classic monster. And then at the end, it got weird. Like, suddenly it was like, we caused this with all of our radiation and pollution. And it's like, suddenly I'm watching a 1950s environmental morality tale. It's like Godzilla. <laughs> so um, that was a little weird. I guess all in all, just for sheer entertainment value, if nothing else, I'm going to give it seven and a half meaningful glances at my watch out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> You guys collectively give it a 6.25. Okay. I'll pop that in there. That's what she said. And Tammy, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, Okay. So, yes, there were things that were hilarious, but there were things that were so disturbingly disgusting that I almost couldn't watch it. I was (laughs) so grossed out. Um, But overall, I actually just didn't think the story was very entertaining. It was hard to keep my attention, so I gave it 6 out of 10 jokes that made my inner child giggle, even though I don't want to admit that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and uh, Brad? All right, um, this was bonkers. (laughs) The monster was awesome and weird and hilarious. Um, Mother was a bitch, but he got his comeuppance, so that was okay. Um... I enjoyed it overall. It was fun times. And I gotta go... Uh, surely on just wackiness alone, I gotta go 8 out of 10 um, uh, Baywatch Night opening ripoffs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Claire. Oh, this episode, like, I, I didn't like the stuff as, as previously mentioned a minute ago, with, you know, the kind of environmental message. It felt like the end of a episode of Captain Planet or something and um, I thought that was a bit over the top. It, it didn't really gross me out this episode um, I, you know there was, it, it was a gross idea but it was just so goofy that I thought it was hilarious. I have to give it points for the ambulance scene because that was hilarious I have to give it even more points for the scene at the end and I have to give it points as well for a good autopsy scene because that was enjoyable. So <laughs> I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 floating froggy feet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um, yeah, I I liked it. It's definitely one of those ones I always think about. This is it's a standout episode to me in my mind for the X-Files, but then again I go back and rewatch it and I'm like, well, besides the really memorable creature design this episode is just kind of bleh you know it's not a lot happens and there's so much stuff in there that's uh just icky and i guess i guess it gets it should get points for that i mean it's creepy in a way um but i mean the story and really this show at this point is just kind of suffering 
because of the lack of Gillian Anderson and how much they can put her into the story. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, I'm really looking forward to her giving birth so she can get back into the story a bit more. Um, because, I don't know, especially, it's like, it's like not only are we missing Scully out in the field with Mulder, but Mulder is fucking miserable. <laughs> so it's like... He's not uh, that miserable. He's not got a sad beard. <laughs> that's true. He, he's a little better. There's still but, time. There's still time. Oh, I hope I mean, so. It's like he's listening to f- wiretaps, but he gets handed a murder case. Yeah, the murder was down in a sewer, but still, it's, it's something to puzzle over, less than just sitting there. I'm just going to uh, wrap it up and give it a uh, 7 out of 10 blood-sucking worms. I wish it was... Uh, I, I just wish it was as memorable as I remember it being, I guess. There was a worm monster, <laughs> there was a worm monster in a straitjacket in an ambulance. Yeah, it gets, I mean, all, yeah. It gets all the points for that. I feel alone. like that's like a, a highlight of the entire series. <laughs> I feel like that was a highlight of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like your life is now measured you know pre and post seeing that every episode of x-files is now going to be measured upon is there a worm in a straight jacket is there mark shepherd cackling while setting himself on fire no well i don't know how much i can i can give it a score then um okay so uh our next time on the x-files is the x-files episode three of season two blood and we're gonna have uh our silent co-host unmute herself Woo. for a while to yes. uh, talk about that, uh, Kim. And uh, so, guys, what do you think? I mean, I guess uh, our guests can participate too. What do you think? Blood's about. Well, we've oh, already had vampires. a well. There's already been the vampire thing, though, or at least they, the fake out vampire with our little clonets. Um, Needs to be real vampires. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Eve, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't think, know I think if they do. I don't know if they do vampires in this. I think it's going to be about the Bloods and the Crips. It's going to be about gangland <laughs> violence. I think Boulder maybe joins the Bloods undercover. Yes. Can you imagine? Oh my god. <laughs> and so he has to have a makeover that Scully has to do for him. Yes. So he can join the Bloods. And we- uh, But it's in high school and it's got to be like Jump Street to me. And when he's in, when he's in the, with the Bloods, he's in the hood and that's when he runs into the leprechaun. There you go. <laughs> that's where I was going. There you go. Uh, the chance Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that's great. Um, so um, you don't have to tell us that we're right now, Robin. We'll know next week. Don't worry. Um, Only other possibility I see is it's going to be like some creepy family lineage thing, as in you know, blood is thicker than water, and it's like a gothic family curse trope. Mm. Uh, but then, uh, but usually they do southern people like that. And... They do, yeah, because you know that's the only place that bigotry exists apparently. So yeah, uh, they'll yeah they'll like work that in somehow. That would be cool if they set it in like New Orleans or something. It's this old oh. family at the Garden District. That would be awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh that's funny um so <laughs> and i think angela. there'll be a man oh, looking oh. at screens <laughs> <laughs> there could possibly be that uh heath and angela thank you very much for coming on and thank you for being our hundredth facebook group 
Nipper. Uh, and, uh, it was a pleasure. It was our pleasure. This was a lot of fun. Um, we'll see you again next season, I'm sure. And um, what, let's uh, let everybody know where we can find you guys on the web. Yay. Uh, we actually do a couple of podcasts now. Well, she does a couple of podcasts. Yeah. I just do the one. Um, we started out on the podcasting thing with the Red Dwarf intro cast, which is about the sci- uh, the British sci-fi comedy sitcom Genre-defining, <laughs> genre-defying de- sort of show, uh, Red Dwarf. It's really a lot of fun. Angela and I are the newbies on that particular intro cast um, with a couple of really cool guys from the UK, uh, Shane and Paul. And uh, so, yeah, we're just going episode by episode. We just finished up season six, and we're actually going on a hiatus for about six weeks. Um, so if you want to get caught up, now would be a great time while yeah. we're not recording anymore. You can pop right back uh, in with us on season seven if you'd like to check out Red Dwarf. I was just, like, immediately thinking to myself, like, how the hell did they get that far? And like, oh, yeah, British series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six, six episodes you don't have per season. Yeah. yeah, We have, like, 25 per season. Yeah. Or, we're lucky or as, we get six. <laughs> we're yeah, as, or as I tease, it's six series per series for the whole series. <laughs> um, and I uh, started a podcast uh, within the year um, uh, called Through the Pages of Sherlock Holmes. Ooh. Where we read Sherlock Holmes stories um, and talk about them every episode. Um, I am the host, uh, along with uh, Tabs and Scott, um, who have read the stories before, and Tabs is a huge Sherlockian. Um, and John joins us, who has never read the stories. So it's sort of a. It's pretty much an intro cast, but. <laughs> I just started rereading all the the complete Sherlock Holmes. Awesome, aren't, aren't they yeah, great? So I'm going to have a listen. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, and Angela uh, is working on her doctorate, and and her focus is Arthur Conan Doyle. So she knows a little bit about Sherlock Holmes. Oh, well, you need to you need to come to London, and I'll take you to the Sherlock Holmes Museum. <laughs> Yay! Oh, there's so many reasons for us to go to London. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we awesome. just got on iTunes, so you can find us. Oh yeah, and yeah, and the Red Dwarf Introcast also on iTunes, and we have a Facebook group called the Red Dwarf Introcast. So yeah, we're we're easy to find too. Yeah, sweet. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. Um, Thank you for having us. Anybody have any last words to say before we get out of here? Poop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least somebody does. Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said that for a while. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, until I next- have last words. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So at the end of the episode, when before we saw little Fluky and he was floating and he woke up, did you see what we zoomed into? It was a storm drain. I think that Fluky gets better because Pennywise the clown is nursing him back to health. <laughs> Actually, fun fact: that is a shot from Squeeze. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so. And we know that that was that. Pennywise the clown in that episode. So that's <laughs> that's also my prediction. Pennywise is nursing him back to health because Everything Pennywise isn't going to do there. exactly. <laughs> Pennywise yeah. isn't doing the heavy lifting evil anymore. He's going to get his little minions to do it for it. Claire, how and do you know that someone didn't make a wish to a leprechaun for the fluke ah. man to wake up? <laughs> well, that was my special wish, so I'm glad to see it was granted. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, until next time, I got to go and take a dump. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
All of our episodes can be found on iTunes or Downcast. If you're listening, let us know at twitter.com slash intro to do at. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash intro talks. Keep it spoiler free. If you do want to talk about spoilers, we have a group for that. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash super secret spoiler. Email us with feedback at mail at introtalks.com. Make sure the episode title is in the subject line. If you want to email me with anything spoilery, email me at supersecretspoiler at introtox.com. All of our podcasts and contact information can be found on our basement office on the internet, introtox.com. And you can tweet me at twitter.com slash lrobiniero. Also check out Redemption Cast, an intro cast I co-host about the TV series Angel. You can find that at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash myafire. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash tammyyip. You can also find me on i'llwatchthatmovie.com where I am a newbie going through movies from the 80s, 90s, and then we'll see what happens from there. And on a belly dance podcast called Yip Podcast. You guys can catch me on the Ramjack podcast and also on the Twin Peaks podcast. I work in the sewer. It's a very hard job. You know they won't hire just any old slob. You don't have to wear a tie or a coat. You just have to know how to float. We sing the song of the sewer, of the sewer, we sing this song. Together we stand, with shovel in hand, to keep things rolling along. I work down a manhole with a guy named Bruce, and we are in charge of all the refuse. He lets me go first while he holds the lid. I'm telling you, she's a sweet kid. We sing the song of the sewer. Of the sewer, we sing this song. Together we stand with double and hand. We keep things rolling along. Funny thing happened to Bruce yesterday. The tide came along, he got carried away. He come out in Jersey, but it's okay now. Cause that's where he lives anyhow. We sing the song of the sewer. Ooh. Of the sewer, we sing this song. song. Together we stand with trouble in hand. My father, he worked in a sewer uptown. I followed his footsteps and worked my way down. That's how I began in this here industry. I just sort of fell into it. Lucky me. We sing the song of the sewer. Sing that song. Of the sewer, we sing this song. Oh, this is the song. Together we stand with shovels in hand.